welcome and a happy new year. I'm so excited that we're able to step into this new year together. And uh, for some of you, you're engaging online this morning. We're not going to have a full service, but just wanted to bring a couple of different things to you this morning, just briefly. As some of our church are, are meeting and, uh, and and walking together, just having a New Year's uh, New Year walk together, didn't want to uh, not engage with those of you that may not be able to for whatever reason, but be able to to uh, share with you this morning uh, online. And so, thank you for being online. It's so encouraging that we're able to meet in loads of different ways. As a church, we're not limited to one space and one building. We've got people meeting together to go enjoy God's creation and walk together and disciple each other on that walk. We've got people meeting online and we're going to, we meet in person and we've got gospel communities that are seeking to step into mission. And there's going to be more of that happening throughout this year. And I'm so excited by it. I'm excited that God isn't, is, is working in and through us in so many different areas. And it's not that we try and control it, but we facilitate connection with each other, with God, with the lost and it's really exciting. I just want to share a few things with you this morning. Um, what's going to happen is I'm just going to share some thoughts about where we sense God is calling us this year. Uh, I've said most of last year, I kept repeating that we're not experts, we're exploring. And I really I really sense that that's continuing, that God is inviting us to, to explore new depths of connection with him, uh, new ways of, of discipling each other and reaching the lost. And it's really exciting. It's an adventure. And um, and I think for for me, um, uh, this this year is one where we, we can we can take some time just to to stop and and look for Jesus, look to Jesus. That's what I sense. I sense we've got that opportunity. So I'm just going to share some thoughts now, uh, and then we've got a greeting from uh, Elims Regional, uh, sorry, General Superintendent Chris Cartwright who is going to just bring a New Year's message from the movement that we're a part of, Elam, and from the national leadership team. And then we're just going to uh, pray for each other and worship, and then we'll draw things to a close. So just a short time this morning. And, and I, I just want to share with you from Joshua. Joshua is where we really sensed God called us to dive into um, sort of the middle of last year. And, and we started to explore uh, Joshua 1, 2 and 3. And we got stuck on two words, if you remember, and it was consecrate yourselves. What this, what it means for us to be a holy community, and we spend time just exploring those two words, looking at one Peter of how do we live the life that Jesus calls us to live in this world? What does that look like? And so we've been moving on. And as I was reading over Christmas and uh, and, and over the last month, I've been reading Joshua three again, and I just sensed from the Lord Him saying, "Stay this side of the water and be with me." That actually as a church, some of you may not understand what I'm talking about if you don't understand the story of Joshua. But there's this story of, of him leading God's people and they've been wandering in the wilderness for 40 years, cycling around and around, knowing this promise of God to step into something new, to step into the fullness of their inheritance. And yet there's the banks of this water that's stopping them and they've not been able to cross over. And the time is coming. It's going to happen in, 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 in a very short period of time uh, from, from chapter three to chapter four, where God will call Joshua to lead the people across the water into the promises that he has for them, the fullness of their inheritance. And I sense from God, him, him, just for us as a church community, that if I say it really honestly, is we're, we're not at that place of crossing over yet. I don't know what that means. I'm very honest about that. I know that there's some promises that God has about his presence and his power and his person that we can step into as we as we explore what it means to be gospel communities, to not just be limited to, to worshipping Jesus on a Sunday as a community, but actually stepping intentionally into mission and saying, if this, if this is real, then it needs to invade our everyday life. I know that there's some of that. 
And so we're going to step into, but at the moment, I just sense God is saying that there's there's stuff still this side of the water that we're going to learn and, and, and understand. And one thing I was reading, I see that, um, uh, that when Joshua goes through the camp and he's preparing the people, it says, after three days, the officers went through the camp and commanded the people, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, God carried by the Levitical priests, you're to break camp and follow it. But keep a distance of about a thousand yards between yourself and the ark. Do not go near it so that you can see the way to go. For you haven't travelled this way before. And it goes on and we've looked at Joshua 5. Consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among us. And it was that passage. It was that keep a distance of about a thousand yards between yourself and the ark. Why? Well, we know that the ark was this was this uh, most visible, tangible uh, image that Israel had and, uh, uh, of God in their community. So maybe there's the fear. Maybe it's like, this is the presence of God. We, we can't go near this in, in, in fear that we might get like burned or consumed. Or if you've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark, I think it is at the end when they open the ark and, and it's just like chaos consumes and burning fire. I'm not sure that's what the text is saying. Yes, God is holy. But he says, do not go near it so you can see the way to go. You're talking about millions of people. The people of God following this ark. And he says, keep a distance so everybody can see it. The, the visible presence of God is to be seen. That tangible thing that was the ark of the covenant for the people of God is to be seen. The presence of God. The ark also represents the power of God. That as they step into the water, I'll give you a little spoiler alert, as they step into the water, the, the presence of God gives the water, is the power that stops the waters. And they gather up in a heap at the place called Adam and the people are able to walk across on dry ground. And I sense there's something of God saying, keeping our eyes, looking to the one whose presence and power facilitates us and enables us to be the people that he's calling us to be. That we need to sit this side of the river and just gaze on Jesus. Just look to Jesus. And so just as the people of God in, in Joshua 3, didn't, as they were crossing over, it said, keep a distance of about a thousand yards between yourself and the ark. Don't go near it so you may see the way to go. We're going to step into just looking at Jesus, encountering him, seeing how Jesus leads us in the way we're to go. That as we're followers of him, we're, we're called to, to live like him. Not as a not as a, a Jewish rabbi two thousand years ago without a home, but what does it look like if if Jesus were me? What does it look like in this moment to live like Him, to look like Him? That people would look on us and see Jesus. That that people wouldn't read about Jesus or maybe maybe even encounter Jesus and go, "This is far, I don't understand this." Instead, they say, "Ah, I recognise this." It's like those people that I know in this church, because. We love like Jesus, that we live, we love and we look like Jesus, that we, we love like him. That our love for one another causes the world to know who we belong to. Our love for the lost captivates people. Because we're consumed by his presence and we're empowered by the spirit. The ark was the presence and the power of God. And so who do we look to? We look to Jesus. It gives us the, the, the spirit, the presence of God, enabling us to live within the power that he calls us to. And so we're going to spend some time as a community, not just not just through a sermon series, but through all that we do, understanding and looking to Jesus. 
And so we're still in the midst of this Joshua series, but we're not moving. We're not moving very far. For those of you that like to kind of tick boxes and get through things, we're just going to stay and we're going to sit and we're going to allow ourselves to look on Jesus and ask the spirit just to come and, and reveal to us what it means to be like him, to be with him, to be like him and do what he did. And so that's the invitation. That's where we're going in this first half of, the, of this season for us as a church. And that's going to be worked through, yes, through our teaching and preaching, through conversations and discussions we'll have online around discipleship, through our gospel communities. As we, as we seek to understand what it means to, to, to look on him, to be consumed by him in the everyday stuff, to be transformed, to be challenged, to be, to be healed, to be changed. The way, he, the way he served, what he did, the culture of the kingdom that Jesus brought. What does that look like for us as a church? And so that's something of what we're going to look at into as a church community going into 2022. And I'm really excited. Uh, we're going to try, try different things and explore different ways and, and journey that together as we, as we don't claim to be experts, but we start to explore. We start to explore what this actually means in our everyday to follow Jesus. And so I want to encourage you, church, keep going. Keep going. Keep, keep, keep keeping your eyes fixed on him, the author and the perfecter of our faith. Run this race with endurance. And I just want to hand over now to Elam's general superintendent, Chris Cartwright, who's going to bring a New Year's message to encourage you from uh, Elam's national leadership team directly to us as a church and the churches of Elam across our country. So uh, be encouraged as Chris just uh, brings his word to us right now. It's my privilege to bring you greetings at the start of a new year. As the chapters of the New Testament unfold, the church spreads out around the world. Real people, real places, cross geographical, national and cultural boundaries. They enter cities and communities, step forward with a passion to make Jesus known and witness to him, not just through their words, but through their very lives. They face huge challenges, opposition, persecution, hardship on every side and what emerges as a consistent and deeply ingrained characteristic among them is what they call patient endurance it's not the most glamorous or flashy phrase but again and again in the gospels in the letters of paul and peter and john the call and the encouragement comes to live forward from deep reserves of worship and prayer fellowship and shared devotion to jesus with this powerful and practical mix of patience and endurance. Here's John writing at the beginning of the book of Revelation. I, John, your brother and partner in the suffering and the kingdom and the patient endurance that are in Jesus, was on the island called Patmos on account of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet and I saw one like a son of man. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead, but he laid his right hand on me saying, fear not, I'm the first and the last and the living one. I died and behold, I'm alive forevermore and have the keys of death and Hades. There's no doubt for John and the wider church that they were living through traumatic and troubled times. 
but he declares himself one with them as a brother and partner through tough times. And he declares that they're part of a greater kingdom. And because of that, he reminds them that they're partners together, living with patient endurance, that the kingdom is here, that Jesus is Lord, and that God is working by his spirit. Wow, what a reminder for us as we step into a new year, when the times seem to be continually uncertain. Let's take from John's words, fresh faith and hope for our season as we enter this new year. First, to live with confidence. As John speaks about his encounter with the risen, glorified Christ, he falls down as though dead. But Jesus says to him, don't be afraid. Our confidence in the year ahead is in Jesus, in his promises and his promised presence with us. Second John's words, tell us to live with courage. It's time to keep going, to keep believing. There's an urgency for us in tough times to continue to live more intentionally as Jesus people, to love him, to serve him, to witness to him courageously together. And third, John's words reveal that we're called to live with compassion. These last two years have caused us all to walk more softly and tenderly in our shared humanity with our friends and family, our work colleagues, with our neighbours and in our wider communities. We've got to live outwards as good news people. But how do we do that when we're tired, when we're empty, we feel helpless, when despite our best intentions, our resources just seem to run it's right there in John's own words. We can only do it in Jesus. It's not natural that we love each other. It's supernatural. Our capacity is limited and often fails us under pressure. But Jesus fills us with his compassion. So on behalf of Elam's national leadership team, right across the whole Elam church family and network, let me encourage you for today and for the year ahead. We come as fresh as brothers and sisters, asking Jesus to fill us with fresh confidence, with fresh courage and with fresh compassion and committing ourselves together in the patient endurance to keep on believing and obeying Jesus. And he promises to be present with us every moment, every situation, his power, his peace. So. May God bless and keep you. Make his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and bring you peace. Amen. Thank you so much, Chris, for, for that encouraging word that just seems so in season for where we are as a church. I just wrote down what he said. There's a fresh, have a fresh confidence. You know, we might feel knocked by this season, but there's a confidence in God because he has not shaken. He is stable. There's a fresh courage that we can, we can know that he is with us every step of the way that we go in the everyday stuff of life that he's calling us to as we look to him and a fresh compassion that our heart would, would beat for the things and break for the things that Jesus' heart does, that we wouldn't just be a people that talk and theorise things, but it would actually start to invade our, our everyday life 
and the compassion of Jesus would captivate our heart uh, uh, to, to share his love with others. Patient endurance. You know, we, I think this season has taught us, hasn't it, that we're not in as con- much control as we think we are and that actually we can rest in that knowing that he's in complete control and um, we, can, we can give our days to him and we invite the Holy Spirit by his presence to be with us in every moment, Chris said, in every situation, his power, his peace. And I'd want to add, add once more his power as we, as we look to him, as we do what Israel did in that moment of crossing over, they look to the ark. We look to the one who is the most visible uh, image of the presence of God, most tangible expression of God's presence on earth, which is Jesus. And we say, we, we, we want to draw near to your presence, experience your presence, know your power as your people. And we step into this new year with a confidence, with a courage and with a compassion. And so I, I said this morning is just going to be a short time together. We're going to draw things to a close right now. And uh, I just want to invite you to worship. I'm going to play a worship song that just talks about looking to God, looking to Jesus. Letting our worship be more than just the singing of songs, although that is a big part of it. But it's actually the posture of our life, the rhythm of our days seeking to look to him, his power and his presence. So my prayer is that as a church, that we would be willing to to see that invitation, that there is an invitation for us as a church to go deeper into his presence, to a, a greater sense of connection with the presence and the power of Jesus in order to be the people that he's calling us to be, to bring his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. So may we just worship him right now. Let's just let's just let this be a moment of complete adoration for who he is as we as we look to him, as we turn our eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. God, I look to you. I won't be overwhelmed. Give me vision. See things like you do God, I look to you You're where my help comes from Give me wisdom You know just what to do Just what to do